it's such an encouragement, isn't it, to hear stories of what God's doing today. To hear stories from two young people about the way that God has changed their lives right now. That in an event, but actually with years of backstory in which God has faithfully been doing something, two young people determined to say, I'm with Jesus, I'm on Jesus' team because of what he's done for me. I'm therefore giving my life for him and going to celebrate and declare that through baptism. What a joy that is. But it's also a massive encouragement, isn't it? To hear a story of the way that God is working in very real, tangible ways through his people. When we hear Richard's story, it stirs in us that maybe, just maybe, God might be at work today in my situation. And I sense that as uh, Julian was sharing that story, there was kind of faith rising within some of us that the circumstances that we've got going on right now feel kind of overwhelming. But if actually God can do it in Richard's life, maybe, just maybe, God might still be at work in my life. They encourage us, these stories, don't they? And the word encouragement literally means to put courage in us. Not just to make us feel good, but to stir us to be bold, to dare to say, God might be at work right now. What's the encouragement you're looking for in your life? And in the passage, that two very brief encouragements, I think, for all of us that we can kind of own today and say, yes, may it be so, God. And here's the first one. Very simply, the encouragement for all of us, whoever you are, Jesus keeps his promises. He does. Do you notice in those words, that little dialogue between Jesus and his close friend, Peter, do you notice what Jesus promises? This is what he said. I will build my church. Jesus saying it. It's emphatic. I, Jesus, will, no doubt about it, build my church. The same God that's alive and working in the stories that we've heard will build his church. And in case you didn't know, let me remind you of some stats. Did you know that in the world today, there are an estimated 2.4 billion people who would say they're Christians? To give an idea of the scale of that, that is three and a half times the entire population of Europe say they're Christians. That's massive. To give you an idea, there are eight times as many Christians in the world today as there were people alive in Jesus' day. I will build my church. Since the 1960s, evangelical Christians, that's those kind of Christian denominations who want to help others to understand about Jesus, have grown three times faster than the world population. Twice as fast as Islam. And it's estimated that there are more people in church on Sunday in China than in America. So when Jesus said, I will build my church, he was telling the truth. <laughs> he has and he will build his church. And why wouldn't that be true? After all, he says, it's my church. It's not ours. It's his. And so therefore, he is going to carry on building it. He can do whatever he likes. It's his church and he chooses to build it. Keep on, keep on. And do you notice something else, the definitive bit of it? I will. 
build my church. He already has. We've known that throughout history. And he already is right now. And therefore, we can have every confidence that he will go on building his church. Nothing can get in the way. So even though there are 11 Christians killed for believing in Jesus every day in the world, the church continues to grow. He will build his church. And so therefore, someone, somewhere, right now, is choosing to follow in Jesus for the first time. Isn't that amazing? Just as Nathaniel and Alice have decided to follow Jesus, and just as we've seen evidence of God at work in Richard's life, right now, God is at work. And it may be even for somebody here, you have no idea why you're here. It's all a bit weird, frankly. You've maybe come to see a baptism in a moment. Great. Or or you've not been in church for quite a while. And to be honest, God's not been on your radar. But you know, even this morning, you've sensed something happening that you've begun to realize again that God really is real. And so the encouragement that he will build his church is encouraging for us personally. It may be even today, as in a bit, we see two people get baptized. We might be able to be somebody who says, yes, that's me. I want to follow Jesus because I know what he's doing in my life. Or it may be as you see these two guys get baptized, you know you've already decided to follow Jesus, but you haven't yet been baptized. And this morning might be that moment where you say, yep, I'm in. I'm on Jesus's team. It's an army that's going to keep on growing. But it's also a massive encouragement for us at Riverside, isn't it? I will build my church. He always will. And therefore, we can have every confidence. And there's something really encouraging in addition to that. Not only does he keep his promises, but in that he has plans for you and me. Do you notice something that we've missed? In case you didn't get this, notice who Jesus is talking to. I tell you that you are Peter, which means rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. Now, I don't know about you. When I was at school, we had two main football teams. We had the first team, and then we had a team that was called the Duffers. Put your hands up if you were on the Duffers sort of team. I won't ask. Yeah, well done. Yeah, me too. I was on the Duffers team. And what was brilliant about the Duffers team is you had this elite A team that was streamlined, 11 players, well-oiled. And then you had this massive group of Duffers. And we used to have this game fairly regularly where this team of 11 would play this massive group of Duffers. And sheer volume meant that the Duffers usually won. And as a result, we began to refer to ourselves tongue-in-cheek that we were the Duffers, knowing really we were the A-team. But in case you don't know Peter very well, he would have been the captain of the Duffers. A typical bloke speaks before thinking. Simple working-class guy, fisherman. Has anger issues, always strikes out, even cutting off somebody's ear. It's pretty full-on. And not only that, when his close friend Jesus needs him most, he says, I don't even know him. He would be the captain of the Duffers. Not somebody who's going to change history. 
And I don't know if you're anything like me, that fills me with massive encouragement. Because as Jesus says, I tell you that you are Peter on this rock, I will build my church. And today we see 2.4 billion people around the world. Maybe, just maybe, God might want to use little old you and me. With all of our frailty, with all of our weakness, with all of our speaking first, all of our anger issues, all of our fears of being a failure. And Jesus says, on this rock, I will build my church. We haven't got time to go into it. That little phrase has caused wars. <laughs> what did Jesus mean? It could mean two things, but I think both are worth learning from. It could mean on this rock, as in Peter being the rock. On you, Peter, you are the foundation for the church. And isn't that encouraging that God chooses Peter? the failure to change everything. And for you, whoever you are, whether you feel a failure, whether somebody's told you you're a failure, whether you've just got questions about the difference that you're making in the world, Jesus chose to use Peter and build his global church. Wow. Maybe God might want to use little old you and me. Which is where this bit of mosaic comes in. Grab this in your hand. We're going to use this in a moment. Because in the room right now, there are all sorts of different shapes and sizes of people. Different backgrounds. You might think of yourself as a strong person. You might think of yourself as a weak person. You might think of yourself as a failure if only everyone knew. You might have had people tell you you're a failure. Or you might be pretty confident. But all around, we are different shapes and sizes. And in a moment, we are going to respond together. Because there's a reminder that if Jesus can use Peter, he can surely use little old you and me. With all of our shapes and sizes as a family through which he might want to build his church. So the rock might be Peter. But also there's something else. On this rock I will build my church actually comes after Peter has said something pretty bold. Do you remember what was read? Jesus asked him a question, who do you say I am? And Peter says, you're the Messiah, the son of the living God. And it could be that when Jesus says on this rock, that's what he means, on the rock of Peter's declaration. In a moment, we're going to see Alice and Nathaniel declare before us and actually before the world, Jesus is the one I'm all in for. And it's on that declaration that God in his amazing goodness chooses to use all our frailty to keep on building his church, keep on impacting this society. And therefore the same is true for us with the shape we are. You may not be the sharpest tool in the toolbox. You may have many questions. To be honest, you may only just know that Jesus seems pretty good and I'm on his team. And you've got a whole world of questions. But on that declaration, Jesus will build his church. An army of men and women, young and old, determined in the face of all that society puts on us to say, I'm with Jesus because he's the only one that will get me through death. On that declaration, He'll build his church. We may not have the cleverest answers on how to build a church. We may have challenges on what that might look like. We may have real uncertainty for it, but it's on the declaration that Jesus is the Messiah. And so therefore I'm with him. I go wherever he goes, wherever he leads. He's the master. I'm going to follow him. And it's that, 
as we then go out sprinkled across Birmingham and beyond every day, sharing something that my hope is not in my job. My hope is not in my relationships. My hope is not in my self-esteem. My hope is in Jesus. On that declaration, therefore, others might begin to think, I want to know more because my life right now is pretty empty. And through that, Jesus will build his church. So whatever our shape, however confident we may feel in ourselves, simply saying, Jesus, I'm on your team, that changes the world. And so as we come to a close, we're going to respond together. And then we're going to go to witness two people saying, I'm on Jesus' team. As we see them get baptized, it may be a stirring for us to say, yeah, I am definitely on Jesus' team. Jesus, use me to build your church, whatever that looks like, whatever part I could play, because you are the Messiah, the son of the living God.